Welcome back to Tools in the Shed, greatest hits holiday compilation series. This time around, it's cars in the garage, vehicles that we've been steering and enjoyed, maybe some that we didn't. I think um, what we'll move on to now is our garage sure. and some of the vehicles that we've been experiencing, assessing all of that stuff during sure. the week. Now, I would like to kick off with you, Mal. Yeah. And uh, I think we alluded to, uh, alluded to it earlier. Um, it's a Nissan product, but it's not the Warrior. It's the Warrior. Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so just before Christmas, I went to the final uh, media launch for the Intrek Warrior, which is... And, and we're of, talking, sorry, we're talking Navara. Navara Entrick Warrior. Navara Entrick Warrior, yep. yep. So it's kind of Nissan's approach to, uh, no, uh, sorry, Nissan's um, application of the Raptor formula. Okay. Uh, but the, what they've done is they've wound up with a car that's cheaper than the Wild Track. Mm. So, wow. Anyway, it's exciting. They've done a lot to it. It's cool. got bigger tyres, it's got taller suspension, uh, and Australian developed bits too. It's got the visual package. Uh, no extra herbs under the bonnet. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is a bit of a theme as well, isn't yeah, it? You know, the that, Raptor. That it's yeah. largely around all the other stuff, yep. not just yep. under the bonnet. Yep, and look, the 2.3 litre twin turbo uh, already makes 140 kilowatts and 450 newton metres, and uh, it's certainly adequate. Mm. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so I went to the launch just before Christmas, and then I was lucky enough to have the car in Sydney over the Christmas period. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did everything with that car. Uh, it was good to spend time with it on the road. I think you did the, the Fink Desert race in it, didn't you? As well? just <laughs> no, as a, I no? wanted to, but it wasn't <laughs> held over the Christmas oh, okay. period. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> All right, maybe Perry Dakar. Yeah. Which also <laughs> isn't held over the Christmas period. Oh, I don't know. But you know, the Mal One Thousand. I did the Mal One Thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Mal One Thousand included uh, all sorts of jobs uh -huh. uh, with the bushfire uh, threat. It oh, wound up being oh, my gosh, yeah. you know standby escape vehicle a few times, loaded to the hilt. Yep. Uh, that tray is no different to a regular Navara, yep. but uh, the tub tray. But uh, the tie down points in that thing is great. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's still a USP among uh, other like commercial utes. Uh, what else did I do? We've got pictures of all this stuff happening in the background. Yeah, great. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I carried a three seat couch in the tray. Good on you. Uh, right, with you the carried the. You carried the three-seat couch with in the tray, the Navara, and then you put it in the, the tray, tray and then took it somewhere. <laughs> Plus a couple of <laughs> armchairs. Plus a couple of armchairs. Yep. yep, right. all at once. So it was Mel's mobile lounge yep. over well, Christmas. Lounge room. Lounge room. <laughs> anyway, uh, did a great job. And how was it on-road? The focus of that car is off-road, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it, rather than on? Yeah, but they've, they've, they've paid a lot of attention to the initial bump compliance, Yeah, uh, which is you know how we spend our time on the road. Uh, it is a lot better than a regular Navara. Is it? Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Particularly one on the bigger 18-inch wheels. Yeah. So the Warrior's on 17-inch wheels with massive sidewalls on those all-terrain tyres. Uh, it's not quite up to the Ranger kind of wild track uh, yep. level of compliance and comfort, yep. yeah. but it is a lot better. Yeah, okay. But th the big thing for me yep. is I really, really look forward to other ute brands applying this formula well, uh, with local bits to make big improvements to the car with minimal change. That's just what I was going to say, Mel. I mean, at the risk of stating the bleeding obvious, mm. it is clearer than ever that this is where people are putting their dollars that yeah. may have previously opted for a V8 Commodore yep. or, you know, a Performance Falcon or those kinds yep. of things. 
the um, flexibility of these vehicles family-wise, mm-hmm. and yep. then you, you modify it and customise it in a different way. Yep. It's the, the new kind of performance it's, it's also sort of half a return to Australian manufacturing, weirdly. Oh, too right. You know, because we are producing these things. I should point out, too, the Ranger V8 we were talking about earlier, too, does look like it'll be a local engineering job as well, as uh-huh. opposed to... As opposed to an factory And possibly our... our uh, Seat of the pants vibe is telling us by the same organisation that's doing the Warrior. Yeah, possibly through Primcar. Possibly, big fat possibly. Yes. I know, yeah, Un- right. unconfirmed but, at this point. But but possibly. Primcar are the people who used to make GT Falcons, sure, and F6 Typhoons and such. Yes, they are absolutely. FPV so by got another those name. Skills. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, go them. It's great to see. All but, right, and just a, a, a round ballpark dollar figure. Uh, it's, I think it's 56 on the road okay. for the manual and about 60-odd on the road for the auto, yeah. which is really good value for a ute. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. We will move on. Okay. Chesto. Yes. To your good self, different kind of vehicle Very altogether. Very different type of vehicle. And because I am a man of the people, I chose the cheapest AMG to spend my time <laughs> in, which was nice. Oh. So yeah, yeah. I was in the uh, AMG A35, uh, listed 67200 which is, in by AMG terms, cheap. Sure, you that's know, their entry point. By yeah. my yeah. terms, it's very expensive. Yeah. And um, well, I don't think we're, no, we're sure where the new A45 will come in yet, do we? But well, no, yeah, but no it, there's been no, nothing official. It's definitely ten thousand dollars cheaper than where the old A forty five started. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and to be honest but, with you, but a hefty jump over a Golf R. Yes, but you're paying for premium, aren't you, my friend? That's the magic. You're paying for premium. And look, to be honest with you, the thing I love about a lot of hot hatches, but this one in particular, is the fact that really. It is all the car that I really need. I, I wouldn't need to go to an A45. I wouldn't need to go bigger. It's got a, a two-liter uh, turbocharged engine, 225 kilowatts and 400 newton meters. doesn't sound like a staggering amount of power. It is in real terms in that car. It's plenty. Sure. Um, Seven-speed dual-clutch auto. What's the 0 to 100 climb? 4.7 seconds. <laughs> wow. And the original so A45. second car. Yeah. The original A45 was 4.6 yeah. when it hit. So it so, is, wow. and then I, like most German cars, in fact, most cars, it's limited to a top speed of 250. Not that I got anywhere near that officer, but on your driveway, on my driveway, yeah. But uh, yeah, look for me, it, it ticks a lot of it ticks a lot of boxes. It mm. is, um, it again has all the power that I need. It's actually by AMG standards or by performance car standards, relatively comfortable when you want it to be. There are a couple of gripes. It's it scrapes terribly under the nose over even yeah. the slightest of divots, yeah. uh, which always just makes me like makes my skin crawl when you hear that noise. Yep, um, and the other nerve-wracking thing, to drive around too. Yeah, I mean you're always sort of. This will mean no, this will mean nothing to most of our listeners, but one of the places where we pick the cars up from in Sydney just happens to be at the end of a driveway that's like that. <laughs> so that's always the most nerve-wracking moment. Okay, and then the other little sort of gripe which I mentioned earlier. I know this is a tiny thing, but it annoys me. Car companies have rushed to this USB-C format, which yeah. is the tiny little USB plugs in cars now, which is. Uh, Ambi upside downiness. Is it? Okay, well, there you go. Well, I can tell you that I've never actually used one. I've ah. just tried to jam the big plug in there and then got frustrated. As an Android user, it's a godsend. Really? But you need a double-ended USB-C. But what's the difference? Why is it a godsend for an Android user? Why, why is that different to a... Well, that's my, that's my standard power port. And you can... Oh, I see what you're upside saying. Upside down, whatever direction. Yeah, okay, right. That's great. Well, as an iPhone user, like most of the sensible people in the planet. Most. It's, uh, that's a strong word. <laughs> if you haven't met him before, that's smug mouth. <laughs> uh, so, that, but, so that was We've a We've never met smug James. A, a, uh, look, a slight annoyance. But apart from that, look, it, it is a good bit of kit. It yep. is. It, it maybe doesn't have... 
um, the kind of emotion of the old A forty five with its like with its gunshot exhaust and yeah. it's it's got launch control, but the A forty five launch control that's, that's is about all. That's like the new forty five. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but in terms of an entry level AMG product, that's going to you know put a smile on your face it's when you want it to. You know, because the there's part of me that thinks you, that's all the current need in terms of a hot hatch. Fiesta ST is yeah. kind of a bit of that. Another a couple mm. of ladders that uh, rungs right. down the ladder. You know, yeah. it's so much fun in the city. And mate, at the risk of harping on about it, this uh, Yaris GR you'll find is oh, okay. uh, is plenty that's of car for plenty Let's of people too. Let's not forget the i30N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good as well. Yep. I've, absolutely. For twenty seven thousand dollars less. Yeah. But Around again, you're paying for the you know that you know you're paying for the AMGness of the thing. Of course, but, but still, of course, it's, um, and and Australians love AMG products. I, I think from memory, Evidently. we're still the biggest per capita market of, or maybe yeah. we're no, second no, not per now. capita. It's in terms of the model mix. Model mix. So okay. in terms of the total number of Mercs sold in this market, we have the greatest proportion. Oh, the highest of percentage AMGs of that are AMG. Okay, that gotcha. Which, that number. which is a common. Uh, Proportion among other manufacturers too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have performance. Yeah. BMW, yeah. yeah, exactly. We love fast cars. Yeah, yeah, and apparently we have a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Well, apparently. speaking of which, I'll chip in with the car that I've been driving, which is a BMW X6 M50i, um, and it's twin turbo, four point four liter V8. Speaking of plenty of money, um, three hundred and ninety kilowatts, seven hundred and fifty newton meters, and all I will say is that it's fast. It's really fast. Properly fast. Yeah. Um, it's also fast. It's quick. It's rapid. You know, it's all yeah. those things. Is it fast? <laughs> is it yeah, fast? It's fast, right, fast. <laughs> but is it an enjoyable fast or a vaguely terrifying it's, fast? It feels like a, a kind of obscene fast yeah. because, you know, you're not going to use it. And that's the way it goes with a lot of cars. I reckon that throttle response is second only to electric cars. You reckon? It's it's so good. I, I think it's uh, – you get the full leather. Off it's the got mark. four-zone climate control, laser headlights, all these – kind of U-Butte latest and greatest bits, just at an emotional level, it looks aggressive. Yeah. It yeah. really says, you know, I'm I'm after you. The back of it looks like a piece of origami and the mm. front just looks like a kabuki warrior kind of burning yeah. a laser. And it puts on a decent light show as you approach it too. Yeah. From the mirrors right down the sides of the cars. So the headlights sort of wake up. Any mm. of these fastback SUVs, it's all about the optics, yeah. It's, mm. about, it's about how it looks. I think you've got to be ready for that in terms of its personality to be your device of choice for your mm. family or whatever it is because it's it has a big personality as yeah. well. I, th- I reckon it rides quite nicely for a yeah. performance-themed Yeah, it's on big rims. I can't remember exactly what, but uh, yeah, it's on quite big wheels soft. Too. Do you mean it's a bit exhausting like to, to use it as your daily? Is that what you mean? It's just a- It could be. Yeah. I mean, for, uh, over the week I drove it, I was like, yeah, I think um, yeah, I've done my time here. Yeah, now. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. It's got so much performance that it's like holding the reins on yeah, a horse. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're trying mm. to keep it uh, down and and calm all the time. Yeah. And that yeah. rearward visibility is always a surprise. I think you know, you're in a big SUV, you look back, and you've got a letterbox hole. Yeah, you can't see much. And, and yeah, the yeah. joys of uh, of double demerits too at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure, like, yes. Yeah. I, I'll give you just a quick side topic. I, I have a, a long-term road that I'm running at the moment, the Hyundai Tucson yes. uh, Active X, and yes. uh, it's got a cruise control function that I, one of those old-school ones I haven't used in some time, which is very good at maintaining its speed up hills, but then just completely just gives rolls up on the way down, down the hill. Ah, yeah. So you're, I'm sitting on the freeway, thinking, "Yep, locked into 110, no problem at all." Look down, I'm suddenly going 125 and double demerits. Ah, it's, it's that's, yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, that's that, that shows its age, doesn't it? Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fundamental age. All right. All right, now we're going to move to our own garage and sadly no 911s in there during this week, but 
Uh, Mel, I'm going to start off with you. And this is a car that Chesto uh, nominated as his drive or car in the garage just a little while ago. We want to get your take on it this time, though. Yeah, sure. So uh, it was my turn to drive the Kodiak RS, the Skoda Kodiak RS, which uh, I understand Chesto discussed at length in uh, episode 128, which is hey, two weeks ago. There you go. Yep. Uh, and I found it, you know, looking, uh, the, the notion of a performance SUV, performance SUV still sort of sounds like a bit of an, an oxymoron to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the application of the Skoda RS formula uh, bodes really well for the Kodiak, which is a seven-seater, but it's not a very big SUV. It's okay. still only, you know, like an elongated Mazda CX-5. Uh, it's still quite narrow, it's still quite low, and therefore still quite manoeuvrable. And the Skoda RS formula isn't about massive performance. It's about a bit quicker and a bit more lively and a bit exciting, Um and I think it works really well. It, it's yeah. given this car that's really cleverly designed. You know, we've always loved the Kodiak's uh, f- near-infinite uh, family-focused details from, the you know, the little things that pop out yeah. from the doors to stop mm-hmm. the stuff Very the thoughtful. Paint. Yeah, very you thoughtful. Know, yeah. The, the classic Skoda rubbish bin in the, the door, um, you know, the storage space under the back, the fact that it has seven seats in such a small car. Um, plus, also, it's, it, like... At, RS point, it's got every feature you can think of, really. Yep. Uh, yes, it's not a particularly cheap skater in that it, it uh, lists at just under $66,000. Um, but, you know, the, the Alcantara on the seats is just, it's just full of nice little details that mm-hmm. sort of lift it beyond typical family hauler and give you that that yes. feeling of, well, I've treated myself here and it's, it's something pleasant to go into every day. Very and, good. And it's not particularly fast at Chesto was the zero hundred uh, claimed seven seconds I think from the yeah year. about that yeah that's right so it's at least half a second behind so golf GTI and actually uh, not that much faster than the the uh, the Skoda below it I think it's a second quicker to a hundred to the to the model below it yeah right but but I think the whole package works quite well uh, mm. um, you know it is a it's a it's a twin turbo diesel isn't it Chesto the, it is mate yep. turbo for yeah so you know, they've hooked up the power to 176 kilowatts. Um, the idea of a diesel performance car still, yeah. But I think they've embraced mm-hmm. what made the first Audi SQ5 work so well, and even the SQ7 work so well, but in a, yes. a much cheaper, smaller package. You know, yes. they've got the, the accentuated exhaust noise, but that also disguises the fact that it's a diesel under the bonnet. Yep. Yeah. So I think as a, as a daily family proposition, it's, it's a really nice package, and it's also a unique package. Mal, the, the, uh, the point I made a couple of weeks ago, Mal, that I, I think you, you agree with is that I, I felt like if they'd pushed that RS envelope too far, they would have ruined it. I think the fact mm. that, it's, that it is quite understated as a performance car, so much so that you can still easily use it as a daily runabout for the family, which is its core duty, is Definitely. actually the genius of what they've done there. Definitely. You know, there's no low-hanging body bits. No, exactly. Um, that will, you know be a pain in the neck to go in and out of bumper, uh, driveways and speed humps and all that sort of stuff. Mate, you've always uh, got to watch have... those uh, low-hanging body bits. That's, uh, <laughs> they, can, oh, they can get you in a lot of trouble. That's why I don't ride bicycles anymore, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Anyway, um, mate, the, the only thing I'd can I just say one last thing on that Cody on the on Skoda, which I think is so clever. Those little pop out door bits. I remember being on the launch of that car and I spoke to one of the engineers. I was like, Oh my god, so how did you make this happen? You know, it's so clever. What sort of amazing engineering has gone into this? And he just gave me this look and went, Mate, it's just a spring. It opens when you open it, just springs out when you close it, it springs back in. I was like, and also, It's just it's so the first to think of it. No, yeah. first to think of it either. I think the previous generation Focus had it, but, uh, but I don't think everyone... Australian models ever got it. Why would oh, everyone totally. have it? And, it's such an easy, great thing. You know, the other workaround is that, you know, people stick those stupid rubber things on them with reflectors on them. It yeah, makes your yeah, car yeah. look stupid. That's right. Whereas yeah. these ones, when the door's shut, it doesn't exist. But when it opens, yeah. it's protected. And you such don't have to worry about idea. destroying your car. You don't have to worry about the, 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 the wall in the garage or the cars parked next to you. Uh, yeah. You've installed uh, a set on the EH box. Behind you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've just uh, got a couple of things out, out of some uh, happening some on, on your prime joint. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll demonstrate the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good. Now, thank you very much. Now, we'll move on to you, Chesto, and you've been in a different uh, part of the market. Fill us in on your ride from, the, from this. Correct. Uh, I'm a man of the people, as you know, so I'm in something far more affordable the uh, Hyundai Venue Active. Uh, which is really interesting because it is basically Hyundai's new take on cheap and cheerful. It's the it's the most affordable model in their range. It replaces the Accent, which I think towards the end of its days you could get for about fifteen grand drive away. You know, and they were selling them hand over fist, but they weren't making any money on that car. So the idea was to bring something in at a slightly higher price point that they could actually turn a profit on, even if they yep. sold less of them, which I think is where, where they'll go to with the venue. Now, Mal, Mal the has his hand up, Chester. Sorry, Sorry. he's just urgent handed me in. I, I was just wanted to add that I think Australia's still getting their head around the fact that Hyundai's added the Kona a couple of years ago as their baby SUV, and now yeah. we've got the venue as well. It's and you the think, baby baby. But the Kona's already pretty small, but the venue is actually marginally smaller again than the Kona. That's right. And it just, it, it also feels it, to sit in and to drive like the Kona's little brother, mm. you know, like, so it mm. does, it, it certainly fills a role there. Now, the the Active is the second uh, in the trim level, starts with Go, steps up to Active. It's about 24, 25 grand, uh, 1.6 litre petrol engine, six-speed six automatic. Uh, and look, it does what it says on the box. It's not the most invigorating drive experience I've ever had, but it is uh, it, it's comfortable, it's quiet, that, that little engine is surprisingly perky for a car of that size, although you do have to wring its neck a little bit to get the performance out of it. Um, but perhaps most importantly, it has a nice little eight-inch screen in the middle, Apple CarPlay yeah, right. sets up. It's a great, it is like the perfect P-Play to car. And can I add another thought? You may. Yes, Mel. Go that ahead, was not Mel. my door shutting in the background. No, um, that was my door shutting in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the the notion of a SUV replacing a small hatch might sound a bit funny to some people, but I think, Chester, you'll probably agree that, you know, the higher uh, ride height, et cetera, is great for access. And also, yes. you don't, once again, you don't have to worry about speed humps or the dividers in car parks. That's right. Uh, it's just an easier car to live with without it, actually being bigger. It's a little bit taller, but it's really no bigger. And I like to think that by now we've all reframed our idea of what, what an SUV is, you know, as punters out there, because this one is really an SUV in the loosest sense of the term. You're right, Mal, it's a little bit higher. It's got a higher hip entry point. It's a bit easier to load stuff into the back. But it, it really, there almost needs to be a whole other term. It's, it's kind of like a high, it's a high riding hatch, isn't it, really? Mm. 
but, know, but but it does yeah. it does tweak those little elements that makes it just a little bit easier to live with. But if they well, called it, it a it, high riding hatch, no one would buy it. Like that's right. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, you you called it Chesto. It's a great P plater car. It is the start of the staircase. It's the first tread on the on the staircase for Hyundai, Sorry. isn't it? And it's changing people's attitudes in what a first new car might be. And yeah. you think about Toyota with the Yaris Cross. You know, they're they're seeing that SUVs are the way of the future. We need an entry level car in that that's same right. configuration. So it's an important one. And off topic for a moment, but the Yaris Cross is going to be a stroke of absolute genius because not only is it an entry-level SUV, but it'll also be an entry-level hybrid. And we've seen the way yeah. the market's shifting in Australia. You bet. I, Great point. I said this before, but I, I think that car's all sorts of gold for Toyota. I really do. Great point. Yeah. Prius C evidently came a bit early in the, the, the hybrid world um, and yep. also like Jazz Hybrid. I think it was actually yep. the cheapest for a while. Uh, yep. It was right. clearly ahead of its time. Yeah, we're we're now ready for it. I think, but but um, also just the Prius is such a it's just a big fat bottle of uncool, isn't it? You know, like no, <laughs> no, right. nobody, you know. No, I, I, yeah, anyway, I won't get too far unless I get <laughs> some sort of price. Some people find it cool. Lots of other people don't find it cool. But yeah, evidently, hey. lots of other people don't want to be seen to be driving a hybrid all the time, but want to be able to say it's a hybrid. Yeah, that's a well, conversation. Look, uh, the other thing is, over time, Prius as a nameplate picked up a bit of baggage, you know, that, yeah. that you, you had a certain message to send politically when you were in a Prius, and yeah. something like a Yaris or a Corolla has none of that. No, um, so it's a different proposition. Now, I'll just follow on. Oh, Mel, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I was just going to ask, uh, back to the venue, sorry, uh, what, uh, what the backseat report had been thus far from your... Uh, Four-legged companion. Uh, well, look, my as you know, my four-legged. We have a little corgi, of course. If, we, if you follow any of my long-term reviews, you'll have met her many times. Her, her legs are roughly, I'm going to say, four centimeters each. So no, <laughs> no, no, no complaints about leg room today. She's On a leg rider. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a low rider. Very good, mate. Actually, to be honest with you, we we have used it. Um, some of its practicality perks to date, you know, we, you know, we're all in ISO. There's been plenty of trips to Bunnings and, and Flower Power to try and, you know, get some home projects done. And again, it, you know, it, it is surprisingly practical. If you're a bit clever in the way you pack it um, and you fold down the seats or you pack up the back seat, you'd be surprised at how much, how many people or how much stuff you can squeeze into a car the size of the venue. You might be shocked. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll follow on. With uh, the car I've been driving this week is Jaguar E-Pace. It's the checkered flag edition, P250. So it's all-wheel drive. Um, bit over nearly sixty-four thousand dollars before you put it on the road. Uh, Two-liter turbo, nine-speed auto, um, and it's not you know one hundred eighty-three kilowatts, which which isn't too shabby. Three sixty-three newton meters developed, very low. Twelve fifty uh, RPM is is where that'll start to kick in. I had the pluses down as it's photon red. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen that colour. It's the most amazing kind of uh, pulsing orangey red colour. Um, lipstick really, red? The number of people that commented on it, you, you, if I had a dollar for each of them, I'd have a round of drinks. You know, it's been really, uh, really interesting. Great front seats. Um, I noticed also one little quirk is the centre storage box between the front seats. You flip the lid like it's armrest. They're also a storage box. That space goes in under the cup holders further up in the console. So you've got like this underground lair uh, beneath the cup holders for extra stuff. So it's got quite a lot of space in there. 
Sounds like now, the perfect place to lose things. <laughs> yeah, but you could see it that way, or you could see it as an opportunity for extra storage. Um, <laughs> um, good, really good rear room has a huge glass kind of sunroof as part of the spec, and it's nicely finished. Red contrast stitching on some leather and all of that. What I had in the the um, the negative column was that it was quick but not really urgent. You know, you you wanted a, probably a little bit more pickup. The brakes felt a little bit um, unrefined. They tend to grab. You have to really squeeze the pedal to get a, a refined kind of slowing or stopping. The road feel wasn't exactly where you'd like it to be through the steering either. And most of all, the gear shift paddles on the steering wheel are plastic and so obviously plastic. They've been, you know, cast or extruded and there's a big seam down the edge of them. And there's something you, you really feel if you want to change the gears and they feel bad. Yeah. So uh, for me, that's that's a negative, but um, an interesting car. Yeah, that's really when, interesting because I think the um, didn't the first F Type have uh, yeah. really ordinary paddle shifters and not, so much they fixed that, that haven't yeah. they? They have. Yeah. So and why was, haven't they applied that logic across the range? I don't know. It's a pertinent question mm. because it is just one of those touch points where you want it to feel good. Because if you're choosing to change the ratios yourself. Um, you'll be interested in driving or whatever, and just to have that mm. uh, cheap-feeling plastic under your fingers is not great. It's part of that it, handshake, isn't it? That handshake. Yep. In, in your first handshake is the steering wheel mm. and everything that goes with it. Yep. But for me, I think that um, look, it's not a huge amount. That's not, in the world of cars, it's not a huge amount of money. But for me, it's a, a sizable amount, sixty grand. I, yep. I want every, I want everything to be to feel nice. I want it to work. You know, absolutely. And it, and it takes me back to your Skoda, Mal. You know, I just don't think that's a mistake they make. They everything in that car feels like it should feel, you know, like you wanted yep. to feel at that price point. So yeah, and the same like applies a, for a Fabia for under twenty, yeah, or around right. twenty. So so um, maybe it sounds like we're nitpicking, but but it, that's something you notice every day in a car. You know, you do want those things to be perfect. Most definitely. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, so we will move from there to our own garage and Richard. Yes. Uh, what we've been driving in recent times. And I'll start off with you. You've been in something that does not consume fossil fuels. Well, not directly. Uh, I Correct. was in an Audi e-tron 50 Quattro Sportback. Um, Sorry, so say that... again. Say again. <laughs> I, I didn't catch any of that. Okay. So e-tron, <laughs> e-tron and Audi speakers is electric. Quattro is obviously Audi speak for all-wheel drive. All drive yeah. 50 these days, so you're going to be seeing the badges or you've, you've seen the badges on the back of Audi's change. Um, 50 refers to the output. Um, and in this case, it's the smallest capacity battery uh, for, for an Audi e-tron. Uh, and Sportback yep. refers to it having like a coupe styling. So what it is, is a, it's actually a really large SUV. It's about the same size as the Land Cruiser. It's 4.9 metres long, which is yep. massive. Um, There's also the hunchback. There's the, the yeah. sportback, the hunchback. Yeah. The Sorry, hunchback. you were in the sportback. That's. I was in the, which is a bit of a which is a bit of a hunchback. Um, right. It was an urban test. So with our urban tests, we you know I live in the city. It's it's perfect for us. We have we live in an apartment. Um, there's a small driveway at the back with off street parking. Um, you've got to charge it. So it's not a hybrid. It's a pl it's an actual plug in electric vehicle. Um, so I was plugging into our. We've got a plug a PowerPoint in the driveway. I recommend that if you're going to buy an e-tron, you get a wall unit. Um, Sean Cleary, from who's the PR manager at uh, Audi's, just told me that they're actually um, they're supplying e-tron owners with 
um, wall units uh, for for a limited time. So, so that's is, like a retail offer: buy your buy your e-tron and get a wall unit. Ab- absolutely. So yep, I'd absolutely go for that because I got down to fifty percent charge and I plugged it onto the the PowerPoint and I was told that it was going to be twenty seven hours to top it up <laughs> to full yes. events. Yeah. So I left it on for two hours and I got 5% out of it, which is nice. You know, your, your complete range out of the small battery, uh, when I charged it, came up to be 283 kilometers. That was fine for me. Over the week, I, I, yeah. I only spent 109 kilometers because I'm, you know, working from home, I'm driving to the preschool, dropping you know, my son off, driving to the supermarket, coming back. I was probably only averaging about 20 Ks max a day. So, and it was yep. perfect for that, though. Um, to drive, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I've done urban um, tests with petrol cars and I thought they were pretty good, but nothing beats an electric car in the city. Uh, it's just so smooth. It's so effortless. And if you've driven an electric car before, you know that that instant torque provides shove, which is just amazing. Like I'm dr- currently driving right now out parked out, out the front. I can see it is a, is a and it's got about the same amount of shove as this Audi e-tron. Uh, but the e-tron is even, there's no delay. There's a bit of mm. turbo lag in that, 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 um, <clears throat> that um, but there's no lag at all um, mm. in, in, in the e-tron. So, it's um, unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's just something you have to experience. Like it's just oh, crazy. It's out it's of the control. Maxwell torque, step off. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, you don't have the sound of the engine, but you do have good handling because the batteries are all along the, the floor of the car. Um, it's a really large practical car. Um, do the batteries that, roll around much, Richard, being on the floor? Oh, of the car? look, they roll all over the place. Um, <laughs> double A's. They're double all double A's. A's. Yeah, it's really a heap of them. Bags yeah. full of triple A's just, just <laughs> rolling around. <in> the- <laughs> double A's everywhere, all over the place. They get under the accelerator pedal. It's very yeah. frustrating. You've got to be careful. Um, yeah. And look, just don't the- lick them. No, don't. <laughs> It's pricey, but not really for a large Audi. Um, if I was in the market for, you know, an Audi Q7 or, a, you know, a Q5, um, SQ5 or something like that, I'd, I would suggest having a look at the e-tron. Um, it does everything that a regular large Audi does. Uh, but of course, there's zero emissions. But you plug it into your PowerPoint. The electricity has got to come from somewhere. In sure. Australia, we're not known for our electricity being produced by renewable sources everywhere. So mm. it's not completely green until the electricity that's being generated is from a green source. Correct. So, You're only talking about zero tailpipe emissions, really. That's yeah, right. But yeah. apart from, I'm, I'm sure Australia will get there eventually. Um, but um, a very, very, hope. yeah, a very, very good, you know, uh, uh, one of my best urban drives ever. And Good. if you're worried about the range, you can go the, the 55, which has like yep. a 400 kilometer range. So, yeah. Very good. Very really good. Enjoyed okay. It. Super. Thank you, Richard. Mm. And um, Crafty, we'll move on to your good self. Um, you've been in something to match your, your character and your personality. Tell us all about it. I rode around in the boot of the e-tron for the week. Um, Richard... <laughs> Richard had me tethered uh, to in the, the cargo net. Cargo <laughs> net, of course he did. Yes, yeah. That's a that's a that cargo net's a hard thing to get out of. I tell you, <laughs> took me seven days. No, no, I was in a um, I was in a, a Hilux Rugged X, um, the the Ute. Um, mm. It's essentially uh, 
the aftermarket Ute that you that you'd that you'd want, uh, but you don't have to do any of the the searching and the sourcing yourself. Um, uh, a lot of it's already on the vehicle. Had a lot of fun. Did a couple of days of of really decent four wheel driving. Um, in terms of what it has, so it's an SR5 Hilux, but yep. um, it's got uh, rock sliders down the side. So not just side steps. They're they're fair right. income rock sliders. So if you get sort yep. of pegged up on a on a rock shelf, it's not going to damage the the panels or the because you're riding on the rock sliders. Um, it's got uh, decent bumpers front and rear, like really decent bumpers. Not not bull bars, but a, a yep. steel bumper. Um, it's got very decent bash plates, um, so really solid. So if you do, they're, they're the plates you remove to actually to to bash someone. Right, that's right, right. Yeah, that's, right, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no. they're very no, handy they're, in traffic. No, they're actually for when you eat. You, you, ah, you, you of course, really, of course no. they are. <laughs> no, <Plates>. they're um, <laughs> no, and and they're they're solid. They're very decent because oftentimes those things are uh, seemingly afterthoughts on vehicles and can be easily damaged and the metal pinches and it can cause problems and um. And uh, really nice to drive, as I say, all the all the mechanicals of a of a standard Hilux SR5. Um, it does have uh, heavier duty coil springs at the front, um, just to even it out because it is a tiny bit heavier um, with the bumpers and the bash plates and right. that sort of thing on board. Um, yep. It it does have a snorkel, so if you decide to, you know pitch it into a, a water crossing which we don't recommend because obviously you don't drive through floodwaters uh but if you if you did um and uh yeah you'd be that that gives you You've that little bit of extra backup. air yep. intake sort of height and that. so it really is a, a vehicle kitted out for hardcore four-wheel driving um without the necessity for you to buy the thing and then go to arb or iron man four by four or one of those mobs and leave it there for a week or you know a couple of weeks while they fit those yep. things um it, it is a little bit more X, expensive is rugged x dual cab only i presume craft yeah 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 and yes. auto only so and auto um, only okay. yeah and there are a few sort of branding things around I'm, I'm not a big sort of branding like it's got rugged x on the bonnet and, and it looks looks good but as i say in my yarn what do i know about looking good on the middle-aged bloke <laughs> with a tub gut so um and a receding hairline <laughs> say goodbye to me long ago um, people pay good money for that, crafty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, it's uh, it it drew a it drew a couple of um, of you know appraising looks around town, or maybe that was me. I don't know. It's yeah, could be. Just, I mean that. Yes, yeah, it's pretty yeah. common. <laughs> but it's but one it of those was... vehicles that you do. You know, people go past and go, "Oh wow, geez, RB must have really got stuck into that," but they haven't because it's already like that as standard. So. And you were going to mention there's a bit of a premium to be paid though, uh, crafty. Oh, uh, there is. It is. Um, I'm just trying to check the price as of uh, yesterday. It's about. You'll pay about. Um, can you just play some music while I look? <laughs> I was. I was going to say. I was going to say. Jay, cool from it. No, it's it's seventy grand. Uh, seventy, 70 grand. grand. Yeah, right. seventy grand. So it's it's up there, sort of. Uh, the Raptor's about 75, 76. The Nissan Entrek Warrior, Warrior, sorry, is uh, Warrior. <laughs> is uh, uh, that Once that's about warriors. 70. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is about 70. So it's around that realm. Um, 
So it's kind of what you expect. It's it's a whole lot more than a sticker pack. Like people look at these mm. things and go, oh, it's a, they're throwing yep. a couple of stickers. A whole lot more than a sticker pack, obviously. Yep. Um, yep. It's got some really decent gear on and gear that you would have to pay anyway above and beyond your well, SRF. That's what I was going to say. Just at, just at a rough estimate, do you think to go and do what's been done to this vehicle in the aftermarket, you'd be worse off financially. It offers an advantage from that. Yeah, point I reckon. Thing. Yeah, I, I I think so because maybe fitment and those sort of things yeah. and sourcing right. things, and also the time yep. and energy it takes. Yep. Some people love that stuff, yep. and I mean we all do. Yep. But there are times where convenience wins out over, you know, right. indulging your passion to, to I, various I like, ball bars. So. I like the fact that it's all sort of genuine Toyota parts as well. So you know, when you go to the aftermarket. There's always a risk that uh, it might compromise your warranty or it might do something to the balance of the car or, you know, affect you. Or the way the airbags deploy or. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know that this has been sort of fitted by Toyota. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a problem with regards to you know things not being compatible with safety. That's that's far less of a problem these days because these mobs are sophisticated. Right. Sort yeah. of in terms of fitment to you know to match your vehicle and and within warranty, yeah. but yeah. but definitely and and like yeah. I said, these are these are these are real solid products. I mean, the rock slide is a fair dinkum. The bash plates are fair dinkum. The coil springs work really well just to settle it all down. Wow. Um, and that was without a load. Um, and over, you know, corrugated <laughs> tracks and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I've just really got an nice image of the, vehicle, of the vehicle you've returned to Toyota Crafty with <laughs> yeah. scraped rock rails, bashed bumpers, yeah. indents <laughs> no, on no. it, just this smoking heat back yeah, in the car. that's right. No, I've no, had we... cars after Crafty where it smells so strongly of dog and yet yeah, I don't I've have any dogs. Ar- That's and amazing. I've had to turn around <laughs> just to make sure there's not one sitting there in the back going. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yes, well, we, we won't go into how your e-tron nearly killed your cat, Richard. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a story. It really, really did almost kill the cat. And it scratched yeah. up my face as it tried to get out of the boot with me. So, uh. the All right, now, look, thank you, Crafty. That is, no. uh, that's terrific. I'll... Um, finish things off with, I had the opportunity, um, it was late last week, I want to say, to drive the GR Yaris, Toyota GR Yaris, much anticipated. Thanks, JC. Right, moving on to the next bit, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's finally arrived. And just to give you the, the kind of basics, just under $50,000 Australian before you put it on the road. It's a 1.6-litre turbo three-cylinder engine, six-speed manual, all-wheel drive. That little 1.6 develops uh, 200 kilowatts, which is about two, close to 270 horsepower from wow. a 1.6-litre engine. Mm. 370 newton metres, which not all that long ago was kind of V8 territory. Um, and it's lower, it's wider, it's a new platform. It's basically the front of the Yaris and the back of the Corolla uh, put together. That's because they've swapped out torsion bars and put in um, a much wider track and a multi-link setup at the back. Um, it's... 1,280 kg, and it has a carbon roof, alloy bonnet, doors, tailgate. Um, it's it's amazing. It is a, I gave it, for the drive section in my written review, I gave it 10 out of 10 because it is just so engaging and involving and responsive. Um, it's such a joy to drive. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, the steering, the all-wheel drive system is seamlessly doing its thing. You, you've got three settings i think normal is 60 40 front wheel drive focused 
And then you go to sport, which is 30, 70, and you can really feel that rear wheel uh, kind of bias. And then 50, 50 for the track, for a track setup. And I just loved it. It's also surprisingly compliant. You get that dynamic response, but I think it's the hallmark of a really well-tuned suspension when you don't pay a penalty in terms of a really harsh ride. The steering is so communicative and direct, and yet you don't get any harsh feedback through that either. The the clutch, the gear shift, the the relationship of the pedals, you're kind of old school heel and towing down into corners. The brakes are really professional grade, you know. Um, I I absolutely love this thing. And, And early on for the first batch, Toyota reduced the price dramatically. I think it was just under 40 grand for, for drive away. And they all went within a week and then they got another hundred and tipped it up a bit. They all went with a few weeks. Now the next batch that will come next year, it's going to be full price. But even at that money, it's such a great car to drive. Do you, do you think JC that Toyota surprised at how popular this is? I don't know. It's look, the, the, the genesis of the car is that they've, they've gone full on factory back into the world rally championship. Yeah. And they've had success there. You know, their first year back, I think, they won the manufacturers. And last year, they won the drivers. And they're leading this year. Yeah. So it's all about that. And they've, they've got to homologate it. So they've made this car. And it, it's, it's just brilliant. So they might yeah. be surprised or not. I, I really don't know. But um, it, is a, it feels like a rotified competition car. But it's been yeah. done very well. Oh, no, I saw your video. And you begin with the price. And I instantly thought, oh, my God. God, $50,000 for a Yaris. But yep. then um, knowing your background in, you know, driving on tracks and your, you know, your, your experience with sports cars and the way you took us through it, I was like, okay, this is actually turning out to be worth pretty much every bloody cent. <laughs> um, the sound that yeah. you missed, you left out the sound as well. Like in the video, you, you, you sort of downshift and you hear it go, and it was just for a three-cylinder engine. It sounds so grunty. There's um, a couple of people, uh, one person made a comment uh, on the video that there is some audio assistance inside the cabin. Yeah. So they, they pump it up a bit. I've got to say, I'm as easily fooled as the next person. But when I was driving, mm. I did hear a lot of genuine engine noise yeah. and, and the yeah. tailpipe. I'm sure there's some enhancement. That, yeah. that, that's, that's clear, but yeah. it sounds great too. You're right. Watching it really it, does sound great as well. Watching it come out of those corners and you were talking about the all-wheel drive, um, the as it comes around the corners, you can see the back hunker down, and, as, and then there's another, there's another yep. sort of hairpin corner. It just oh, looks yeah. really good on the road. Well, you're you're feeling like a hero because actually yeah. the car's like a swan. You know, it's all serene mm. on the top, but these Dunderneath. things are madly happening under the surface. Yeah, to yeah. shuffle the torque, it can theoretically put a hundred percent of torque drive to either axle. Yeah, um, but it is always adjusting, and you just sort of somehow sense it doing that rather than yeah. consciously feel it. You just yeah. know that it's got things under control. It's so oh, well buttoned down. It's, it's hell, such Twitter, a great car. Twitter are good when they want to be, aren't they? They yeah. can make something like a Camry, yeah, which yeah. is the world's most sensible car mm. or arguably world's most boring car. And then they come <laughs> out with something like an 86 and the GR Yaris. Yeah. Like, well, the, 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 so the rules, I'm led to believe that the rules for homologation for 2021 mean that the car that's the road car that the competition car is homologated from, mm. there has to be a much closer relationship. So that's why mm. they've created this car in the first place and mm. made it packed in a lot of this tech <laughs> Excellent. Um, because it's actually going to find its way into competition. 
Mm. Um, the seats are great. I could I could rave on forever. I, I, I really rate this car. It's so terrific. Zero to 100, what's it? Uh, well, that's interesting because um, Toyota claims 5.2, which is pretty rapid. Hell yeah, that's Mustang. That's G- GT Mustang territory. Well, so Neil Bates, who's four-time Australian rally champion, long-term Toyota collaborator, he had some data from a customer, bog-standard car, who'd got in nice and early and had their car and had been to the Heath Heathcote um, drag strip in Victoria, which is not one of your very highly, you know, traction compounded. It's more your, your outback kind of yeah. drag strip. And they got a 4.7. Um, straight, straight off the showroom and driving it, it does feel that quick. It's um, it really goes uh, like a cut cat. Uh, terrific. I um, I just love the fact, JC, that car companies are still making cars that drivers love. Yeah. And the the danger is, and we've all been in one. You feel so far removed from the experience that you may as well be, you know, I don't know, virtual yep. reality. Yep. So you know, it doesn't feel like you're part of the the whole drive experience. I like the fact that, yeah, car companies like Toyota are still doing oh. cars that that really, you know, it's put really you, put physical. You in it. Yeah, the gear shift is so nice, and the clutch is beautifully weighted, and it's like a a short stroke brake pedal, and it sits just right with the accelerator. But you go, this is made for yeah. people who enjoy driving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt that way about think the eighty six as well. Yeah, but yeah. you think about the evolution of some, for example, BMW M cars. You know. The original M3 was a bit like this one. You know, it was yeah. very physical, very involving. If you jump into an M5 now, it's quite a remote experience. Yeah. It's also mm. big and heavy, and it's meant for kind of blasting down the autobahn as yeah. opposed to to carving your, your favourite B road. It, it's mm. changed dramatically over time, but Toyota's reeled all that back in and, and created this one. Yeah, I find that often with a lot of really high-end prestigious cars. You're, you are, you're so far removed and there's so much technology between your hands and your feet in the road that sometimes I think a bit of simplicity um, offers a much better driving experience. It's um, true. I mean, Toyota it's harder to make it. a very simple car because you have imperatives around yeah. safety particularly mm. and, and the car's crashworthiness and you have to put a whole bunch of stuff into a modern car. Um, so does it have made, all the, like, uh, what's the ANCAP rating? It. it won't be it's a small volume car it yeah. won't be ancap assessed but it does have aeb it has a lot of uh more recent tech um that you'd expect it's got six airbags it's yeah it's not shy in terms of its safety kit either yep. but they've got it to 1280 kegs so um it, it's not a, a super lightweight but it's sure uh, they've shaved weight off wherever they can and mm. fuel economy is it through the roof uh can't recall be. on that. It's just at the minute, but no, it's not. It's not extreme, and of course, it's mm. always going to depend on how you drive the car. I yeah. I would have consumed a bit of dinosaur juice the other day because <laughs> if you if you mm. if you're really enjoying the car, that's the price you pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there it is. Um, I see. Sorry, is that the first ten out of ten you've ever given? Like, did you officially driving? give it ten out? Yeah. The overall car scored, I think, an 8.3 because yeah, yeah. Um, things like practicality, even in its category, it's it's got a very small boot and you can flop the seats down and fit a lot of stuff in, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I may have, but but I to me, I couldn't, I couldn't really fault it. The only problem I had is the rear view mirror inside the car <laughs> is quite large and the windscreen is quite short. So when you're lining up a apex in left-handers, you're kind of going, 
oh, I want to see the road ahead. <laughs> That's the only quibble I could find really yeah. in the driving of the car. Okay. Um, I so love this. Re- yeah. You're that really picking, kind of yeah. splitting hairs when you're doing yeah. that. It's actually the, the Toyota Yaris is only 0.3 of a second slower to 100 k's than the 718 Spider that I tested two really? weeks ago. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and there's about so, $200,000 in price difference there as well. So, you know, with apologies for the gushing rant, but having driving it, mm. having driven it, I really, I, I love it. I love mm. it. It's I didn't get that impression, mate. I, I, <laughs> I didn't, that, that wasn't obvious. I mean, it's a it's choose, right. choose your it's words next time. I will. Okay, I'll I'll try and pump it up a bit. You know, and and and, more and, and gush about something that's under half a mil. Uh, you know, yeah, like, haven't you just been out of a Rolls Royce as well? Yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. extraordinary. Did that get a ten out of ten for driving? Uh, no, it got a ten out of ten for value. Get out. <laughs> What? I did. Six hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollar car, and I gave no ten out of ten way. for value. You got to Nothing's read the story. Nothing's worth six hundred thousand dollars. I've justified it six ways to Sunday. Have a read. Jeez. All right. JC is the only bloke I know who precedes everything he says with tally ho and a bing bang bosh. Let's go. <laughs> Old bean chocks away. <laughs> okay, ready for the Hope you enjoyed that. Remember, we'll be back in the shed from January the fifteenth, and we look forward to seeing you then.